Jacob V. Weekly. As you can tell, we are live streaming. We'd like to do most of our episodes live streaming. And we also like to start again by inviting you to donate to Caddyshack of Hamill, Illinois. Caddyshack IL on Facebook. Donate now. We're celebrating 666 cats rescued since 2017. Every dime goes straight to saving and treating and adopting out real cats in need. I've been there. I've seen it. Help them. All my pets are rescued. Save a life or nine. Let's start the show. Uh, we're joined today by one of my closest friends, an OG from way back, my dear bestie, Emma. So uh, Emma and I first met when uh, it was August 25th, 2005. Yes. It was the first week of freshman year of high school. Freshman year. Yeah. Kirkwood High School. And listen, don't dox me. <laughs> and uh, I screamed. I was going to see the White Stripes that night, maybe a pivotal moment in my life. Mm -hmm. And I turned down the hallway and I needed to feel ready. And the, I had picked up my T-shirt and my, uh, my pants and my boots, but I needed something more. And I screamed down the hallway, does anyone have any eyeliner? And to my rescue... Uh, my soon-to-be new best friend, uh, M Dog, <laughs> with the eyeliner. So um, you had like the best 2005 highlights at that time. Did I have highlights? Uh, yeah, like, it was like dark. Your the base was darker, and then you had really good highlights. Did I have some like red low lights in yeah, there? Definitely. I think that was Cherry Cola yeah, by yeah, Redkin yeah. when they first launched that. Oh God, that's lit! Yeah. I do love Redkin. An OG shade in their Shades EQ line. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I had. I was you know rocking what, the you know jean I, skirt. When I first went dark, it was the Shades Walnut. When did you go dark? Sophomore year. Um, After my know. highlights had kind of all grown out and I was start, starting to grow a beard. Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I was going, it was through, it was, I was going through some shit. It was real heavy. <laughs> Weren't we all? It yeah. was real heavy then. Yeah, freshman year, I was wearing a jean mini skirt, UGG boots, and an American Eagle hoodie, I believe. At the time? Yeah, the oh, this day we met, that really? was my that was my. Because I remember outfit. that outfit, but I'm just picturing a different outfit on you at the time. Oh, but oh, but I started making no. regular visits down the hall to your locker, so it could be there in my memory. That's now the foreign language building. At the time, it was the science building. Is that foreign language? No, I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The as soon as they the other hallway. Right, yeah. right, right. Right. Hmm. Did that happen when we were in school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they finally finished. It's so weird because the campus was so different by the time we graduated because they were starting all the stuff. Yeah, they built the new science building and all of that. They didn't have the fancy gym. I can't. Yeah, because remember, we had that terrible lady for biology in <laughs> in one of the new science yeah. classrooms, which yeah. was like conjoining what was the foreign language hallway with the math building. They just filled that space with yeah. that new building. Uh -huh. So we had like one or two classes in there maybe before we were done. I forgot we had biology. That we was started, a rough class. Yeah, we started with Buzz Lightyear in physics mm -hmm. in um, uh, in that old building. Anyway, so Emma is actually here to talk uh, to us about something she's been working on, an organization she's been sort of um, – uh, either helping out with or helping found, maybe. You'll tell me more about this yeah. uh, in a minute. But I wanted to talk about, I don't want to bury the lead. We have our normal show stuff to get here through, and there's plenty to talk about, as crazy as the world is. And uh, But I don't want to bury the lead. So I want to talk about what is Surviving STL? What does my audience need to know, and how can they help out? Right on. So Surviving STL started um, myself, my co-founder Amanda, um, and a few other women, uh, very brave women, who spoke out against their abusers in St. Louis. Um, I had no idea at the time when I shared my experience uh, that 
one, so many women would come forward, uh, but also that it would have become what it's become today. Um, so, you know, originally it started out as just outing our abusers and speaking our truths and, and being honest about the things that these people have done to us. Uh, and then it kind of started into like a sisterhood and just this really strong bond with these core women. Um, and we have since become a nonprofit. So we are an official nonprofit organization. Um, we've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Of course, we post on our Instagram. Um, we just had our one year anniversary. So we uh, took a week of silence and solidarity with survivors. Um, we came back with a post. We've had some technical issues getting um, new posts up because we really want to make sure that we are making an impact when we make a statement. Um, yeah, I think that's so. That's okay, so yeah, so we're we're a year in to the actual yep. work. So it's so you've had some time to take some shape and whatnot. So as a nonprofit, what is the objective? Um, really, we're we're trying to just we want to change the way that rape culture is handled um, from you know, personal relationships like you and I, like if I like, Hey, you have a, your friends being a super creep right now, you know, in that situation, we would want the person to then stand up and say, Hey dude, you're creeping girls out. You need to relax. Like yeah. you need to change your vibe all the way to the criminal justice system. I mean, we all know that Bill Cosby just got off on a technicality. That's in my notes. Yeah. We'll get so, to that. um, you know, like that's just, it's, it's, it's unacceptable. And a, a lot of, um, judges, juries, police officers are coming around to um, ooh, cat knocked over your microphone. That damn thing. Those, <laughs> those, cats, those cats hate this show. And they they Take attention away from us. They will not rest until these conversations are put to an end. Yeah, but you so can't we... stop the truth, Hans. <laughs> but yeah, so we, um, you know, like a lot of of those people are coming around and like believing victims and not taking a man's word so, over a woman's or whatever the situation. So it's, may be. I mean, starting off as a, a advocacy program Absolutely. and outreach and sort of awareness organization, and also creating that that um, I almost said fellowship, but it's more than that. But the the advocacy and also just the um, the support and the kind of the scaffolding to to make some of those changes. Yeah, right? absolutely. So and, you know, and, and, and it's super important too, to mention that, you know, just because there are women running behind, it doesn't mean that we don't stand behind all survivors um, from straight men, anybody in the LGBTQIA, any POC, we want to give everyone a voice because all victims deserve to be heard and their truth deserves to be shared. Mm. You doing oh, yeah, Diet Coke a, or the La Croix? These are the La Croix now. Oh. These are some crispy boys. What flavor you got today? These are lime. Mm. I usually get the lime, the lemon, and um, they throw some grapefruit in there. Little pample mousse. Little pample mousse. <laughs> so uh, sorry, I didn't. Ex I didn't uh, mean to leave you hanging there. Um, so I quit. We'll I'll walk off right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um. So where can people kind of find more of that information and kind of follow along with the with the journey? I'm assuming there's an Instagram. Yeah. So we have our Instagram page um, at Surviving STL. We, um, of course, anybody out there who wants to share their story, whether it's just being able to get it off your chest personally and or doing it, um, you know, sharing on a more public platform on our Instagram, you can always email my story at survivingstl.org. Um, we do have a mobile site coming soon. Um, and then probably in the next couple of months here, we're going to have like a for real website that you can go to. That'll be a little bit more in depth than what we can put on Instagram. Sure. Sure. So um, how many 
survivors would you say that you've you've helped at this point? Oof, I. I mean, was it floodgates once the word kind of got out? I mean, it's been it's been. Yeah, honestly, yeah, and I mean, we are constantly getting news stories. In fact, I was, you know, I shamefully am on TikTok. I don't want to talk about it. I can't even believe I admitted that publicly, but um, there was an abuser being outed from St. Louis that. Like I just happened across it on TikTok and I was like, wait a second, how did we not hear about this? And I was able to connect with one of the victims and, um, you know, kind of help her. But it's it's constantly, constantly new stories, old stories on the same abusers, people from out of state messaging, because some of these guys have abused other women in other states, other cities, um, probably other countries, honestly. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I know at least with my abuser, 58 women have come forward and that's from all over the U.S., um, Another one had probably close to the same number, if is not that all how more. It really, is that how the numbers grow? Is somebody outs a specific abuser and then other people jump to sort of corroborate that behavior? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, is that where the volume kind of comes from? Yeah, I, I think, well, and I think too, for a long time, at least with my abuser, um, there was a lot of fear, a lot of fear from men and women, anybody that knew who it was. And for a long time, I was stuck just saying, you know, like, yeah, we don't really talk anymore, but like, I have nothing respect for the dude and um, or nothing but respect for the dude. And I mean, for years, I had to say that when in reality, I'm like, I hate this man and he's a terrible person and you should not be anywhere near him and you shouldn't let anybody you love near him either. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. So, and do you find that that's common? Do you find that a lot of women corroborate yes. that? Co is it corroborate? I don't no, like no. that first <laughs> syllable. I don't feel like I don't feel confident. You don't, Would you find that a lot of uh, a lot of survivors um, were also feeling that same fear? Those fifty eight yes, others, absolutely. I mean, I I actually had men send me messages um, saying like, "Thank you for speaking out." My buddy, you know, was attacked by this guy, not sexually, but um, physically assaulted sure. by him. And he's always been too afraid to say anything. And that's kind of just been the consensus is everybody's like, we were all just waiting for somebody else to do it. Yeah. Um, and do you find that um, a lot of your survivors are coming off of a long period of holding those uh, uh, feelings and experiences to themselves? Yeah. Um, for some of the some of the major abusers. Yeah. Because obviously when the numbers are getting up that high, it's been going on for a long time. Um, but we've even, you know, we've gotten messages from people that are like, hey, you know, we just want to thank you guys because our friend was raped last night and we were able to get her in for a rape kit and file a police report and take care of her and get her what she needs. Because of the resources they they were familiar with from you guys? Yeah, resources and just seeing that power in numbers that like, if you, you know, you need to support your friends. If somebody comes to you and says, hey, I was sexually assaulted. There's no questions other than how can I help? Are you okay? Here's what we're doing. And yeah. you know, not everyone chooses to press charges. Not everybody chooses to be out in the open. So I, I, I want to preface kind of all of this with like, I'm speaking from my experience and right. my experience only and kind of that of my, my friends because we've all talked about it so much. Right. And I'm just trying to move in a sequential uh, way that makes sense. Um, <laughs> is that what a lot of the survivors that come? To, I I keep wanting to say women, but we we don't want to necessarily exclude right anyone. So any of the any people that are surviving some sort of abuse that come to you guys, um, come to your organization, surviving STL. <laughs> um, are they mostly looking for uh 
a path Honestly, to pressing most, charges? Most, or are they most mostly of looking them for... are just looking to share their their story. They just want to make it known, like, hey, this person did this to me because, uh, you know, um, I, I talked a lot about this with my partner Amanda, and it was just kind of like we were so tired of one standing by and watching all of this go on and knowing we couldn't do anything, but two seeing how many other people allowed this to happen in the community um, for as long as it did. And a lot of people knew what was going on, but still saved face. And we're like, oh yeah, that's my homie. Like, fuck your homie, bro. He sucks. Um, but mostly they're wanting that. Uh, we do offer legal services. So we have a lawyer who's willing to represent any victims. <sighs> Get this cat away from Oh, me. I'm sorry with the cat. <laughs> he hates... <laughs> You know what, Hans? It's he's, my energy. It's he's, fine. No, he's German. He hates justice. <laughs> is what it is. He's trying to silence you, and I won't he stand is. for it. I will not stand for it. He, um, can, he can sleep in the garage if he but wants yeah, to play. Uh, you know, we, have, we definitely have connections to tattoo artists who are willing to do tattoo cover-ups. We have um, connections to people who are doing laser tattoo removal. But really, honestly, what we mostly hear is people just wanting to share their experience and make their truth known because there is something super freeing when you can finally tell the truth about somebody that has hurt you consistently for years. Would you say um, it's a lot of tattoo business? Mm, no. And I don't, I don't love, I just don't love that idea because I think like as a society, yes, we're getting away from the whole like, Oh yeah, if you have tattoos, you're a criminal. Um, but I mean, I, oh, I just meant that coincidentally, even was there a, a problem? of? Well, it was I a, think that I think that's kind of how it started. Um, there are a couple of tattoo artists uh, in the area who were just absolutely taking advantage of your clients. And like as somebody who is literally licensed to touch people legally, like I can I can physically touch you and you can't sue me because you that's what you're coming to me for. Because you're hairstylist. Yeah, but like. It's like, could you imagine if I was just like groping dudes under the cape, like while I was doing haircuts, like, but that's like what these dudes were doing and, or they would be offering, I got free tattoos because I was sleeping with a tattoo artist who was learning how to tattoo. I think we need some backstory because I didn't know that you were a tattoo artist. I'm not she's a tattoo not, artist, I'm a hairstylist. I'm sorry. So she's a hairstylist, um, which we didn't cool. mention. We not did cool. bury that. <laughs> so Emma um, is a... Um, uh, you mentioned it on the podcast with Clay. You're a year certified ago. Um, cos cosmetologist. Yeah, CA in C Missouri. Right. So that's what I was asking. But the, yes. so, but in a similar class, legally of yes. tattoo artists, yeah, actually, where you can go. Part of your certification, your licensure, yep. is uh, uh, affording you the access to people in a physical, touchy way because that's part of the service that you offer. Yes. Um, not to physically touch them, yeah, but you can look up to fix their hair. You have to, yeah. Cosmetologists and tattoo artists, you can look up their license to see yeah. if they're up to date so on what, the same way. And so what you were saying is there's a certain code or oath or sort of... Ethics. Uh, ethics. I mean, just yeah. the morality there's of the an, situation when you're taking advantage of somebody who's coming to you for a service. Because you're already... They're allowing you uh, into their physical barrier. Yep. You know what I mean anyway? Yep. So uh, it could be a massage. It could be a hairstylist. It could be a tattoo artist. A and, nail lady, yeah. And so to to cross that line there, it offends you specifically because you're in a similar industry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just... And I, mean, I knew that, but I wanted Because Joe's right, because <laughs> we didn't make that clear to everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah. Um, and so I don't want to dwell on this too much, and we may, get, um, we may get back to it, but what's kind of the message of... Um, surviving STL for like this uh, to 
to the greater audience of people that maybe are harboring some um, experiences in secret that they, you know, haven't felt like they have anywhere to put them. What do you, I mean, what do you want to invite those people to do? Um, I mean, honestly, like I just, I can't say it enough. Like speak your truth, share your truth. Um, I think I was one of the first women to come forward about my abuser and within 10 minutes, the amount of posts that I saw flooding in from women on my friends list, I was like, oh, what just happened? Because I remember when this was happening and <laughs> yeah. we don't have to point, we don't have to name any names, but we're friends, right? Yeah. So you and I. Well, and you've been around for it. <clears throat> right. And, um, and I know this person and I know other people that know this person. So like knowing that there were other people that we were meeting that knew this person and we're like, oh, he's had the same access to them that mm-hmm. he's had. You know, to, this is you thinking here. But he's had the same access to them that he's had to me. Yep. And these were younger women yep. that were maybe who didn't know him to be a, a scary, abusive guy yet, but would definitely be future targets for, you know what I mean? That's sort of, was, yeah. Well, I mean, I actually heard from, <clears throat> I think the person that you're talking about, yeah. um, she messaged me the day everything broke and was like, I'm so sorry. And I believe you. And like, I just can't believe that happened, blah, blah, blah. And you I were kind of like, doing her voice there for a minute. Was I? <laughs> well, I love her and adore her. So that's fine. But yeah. And so I just messaged her back and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm so happy this didn't happen to you. Like, right, this is right. why I said what I said, because yeah. I don't want this happening to any more women. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's the, the reason when you mentioned that you wanted to maybe talk about this on the podcast is that that's definitely how I feel about the situation too. Doing the kind of research into um, other kind of networks of abuse like this that have been outed historically. Um, that that's always the the running thing is that um, either I knew and I was too afraid to say something and I wanted somebody else to be the one to say something. Yep. Or um, we had no idea. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh my god! Well, because that's part of what they what they kind of and the industry this uh the psychological child advocacy sort of field is trying to move away from this term but that's kind of what grooming includes yes. right yeah. is you're identifying who is going to let me get away with the things I want to get away with mm-hmm. right that's how the abuser is thinking yeah and so um and so a lot of the times the people that are um either tricked into sheltering abuse or are who are the abused themselves they're often manipulated to well and very much gaslighted totally like, oh that's my cra- oh yeah she's just that, like a oh, crazy you ass can't like, just, <sighs> and you know the i mean the things that people say the things that i've heard people who i love in my family who are very sweet kind people mm-hmm. the things that i've heard them say about like third party situations of abuse mm-hmm. like this um, it's just insane so well, the, it depends on what culture you come from too and i mean there's generational things too yeah. where um, I think uh, before there was the language for it, certainly people like my grandparents' age, mm-hmm. there was a lot of things that were abuse that people knew about that they would have said as young people at the time, what? That's not even that bad. It's not like he X, Y, Z. Right. And so there's this huge mountain of abuse that we have to crawl out of. And there was this huge problem in the 1970s of this w- huge explosion of abuse at like a systematic level. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we've seen, you know, in... For example, the Catholic Church. I'm not only referencing the Catholic Church, but things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, where now it seems like, oh my God, that's so crazy. But it was happening for decades. I, I mean, across neighborhoods all over the country. And, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Incidentally, the world. It's, I mean, I don't. I haven't really studied sexual abuse globally. Well, I think the the main thing that comes down to is is just the shame and the stigma around it. Yeah. Like I am not just a victim of sexual assault. Like also I true. am a fucking badass woman who 
runs her own company who started a nonprofit to try to help other women who are in similar situations that I am. You know, I'm a friend. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. I, I'm a human being. And I think a lot of dehumanization goes into sexual assault. I think because yeah. as a, in general, as a, as a hum, as people, um, sex is still very taboo to talk about. And so then if it's sex against your abusers, will, good God and that's forbid. to the abuser's advantage a lot of the time. A hundred percent. Especially if you're a fem- a younger female being abused by an like, older oh, she's man. Just a slut. Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Or just the things that they will tell you that you haven't necessarily had the experience to know better. A lot of the, a lot of things are, I mean, some women, especially in the case of the Catholic Church, did you watch that one that I'm thinking of on Netflix? Um, the one where, it, like, the, in Baltimore? You probably. The Keepers. Yeah, yeah, oh my God. So, <laughs> and so I was not paying attention women, to the first episode, and they came in hot on the first clip on that Those women episode. had no idea, necessarily, that everything they were experiencing was abuse until they started hearing other people say it like that. And it feels yeah. stupid, because I've been in therapy for so long. It feels stupid for me to... Um, to feel surprised in therapy. Mm-hmm. Like I keep it in my routine because I know that I'm more productive and healthier when I'm doing it. But when I'm in therapy and I say something out loud and then I feel a sense of relief or feel um, some resolution. Mm-hmm. At first I'm like, oh, thank God. And then I'm like, that's so fucking dumb. All I had to do was say it out loud. Yeah. And then, and now I feel better. Yeah. Like, and I've been doing that a lot about things that are just so in the you know past that you just, you have to just learn how to come to terms with as an adult. Yeah. That like, I'm like, I don't need to talk about that because I already in, intellectually. Well, it's like we were talking about last week when Ellie was like, I think we were at the last time we were at the easy, pool all together. Easy. Oh, whatever. <laughs> she, uh, you know, she was saying that she was like, oh, I didn't know that about you. And I was like, yeah, because I only talk about surface level trauma. Like, I'm not talking yeah. about the deep rooted stuff that I'm like starting to work. Well, through. and because there's things that you blame on more recent things. But yeah. then that um, but sometimes those more recent things were preceded by. The other things, you know what I mean? And yeah, this is, I, for I don't, sure. Well, it's like you don't you don't think about that event until something similar happens, and you're like, oh wait, that was actually kind of really not okay. And that was a thing in another documentary that I know we've talked about before about uh, about some of these similar issues was that like it wasn't until sometimes the abused go on to uh, have their own children, and then they start to have the realization that, oh my God, what if something like what happened to me happens to them? Mm-hmm. And that's where they actually start to realize that, oh, what happened to me was not okay. Yep. And that's the thing that um, a lot of people still need to hear. It's crazy to think, but a lot of people still need to have their story heard and then they need someone to look at them and say, hey, that's not okay that that happened. Because yeah. they really- and I believe you. Yeah. Like, I can't the, tell you. That's the first thing I say to people. Just like, for I somebody to you. not try to talk them out of it immediately. Yeah. Be like, are you sure? You know what I mean? Like how much of that Were is you there drinking? Like how drunk yeah. were you? Oh yeah. Imme- oh yeah. I had a Bud Light. So, so immediately I can, I, I can only consent apparently. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because yeah. I had a Bud Light orange. <laughs> I mean, it's so that consent jokes are that's a hard place to go, but it's that's what's so ridiculous. No, how honestly, people are. yeah, I mean, that's I'm, how the stigma is. And again, if you talk about stigma, it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous to think that, oh, I don't want people to know that I'm on Percocet or something. Not Percocet, what's the one you take for your brain? I don't want people to know. <laughs> Did you just okay, that should be the, that should be <laughs> you a problem. No, 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 not not me. But like, you, it's like if you didn't want to, people know you were on Lexapro or something yeah. because you didn't want them to think that you're fucking crazy because Kanye West takes Lexapro when he feels like it. And <laughs> don't insult Yay. I, oh no, he's no me. He's my dude. I know. I, we 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 have the same opinions on on, on Kanye oh, and on, Beyonce. Yeah, Kanye Twitty. And 
he um and so but that's the thing is like you know there are people that like still think that any sort of any kind of illness is such a sign of weakness that they want to keep it private and that sucks that they mm-hmm. were made to feel like that mm-hmm. but you have to uh, you have to think that people are doing that um i mean our pride month episode or whatever with you know my friends that we were talking about um a lot of it was you know their identity their whole life has been one way because of solely because of stigma yep you know what i mean mm-hmm. in the context of uh, in their case, coincidentally, the Catholic Church a lot of the time. So, mm-hmm. um, but praise be. Little St. Louis Catholic. Little Catholic. That's how my <laughs> wife says I talk. Whenever someone, yeah, that's the, whenever yeah. someone, uh, how we you, have the you, how you even about, say it. Because I make fun of people that Catholic have accents all the time. Of, yeah. Oh, oh sure. So you have to. All, there's all kinds of A vowel sounds that I well, say. Well, it's weird. our it's our hard Midwestern accent. It's so the hard. Hard A. It's so hard. <laughs> That A so rigid. Uh, too deep. Um, Joe is here. Joe, how are you today? I'm good. He doesn't have the headphones on. You're gonna get so I... mad. Oh. <laughs> That's why I screamed. I wanted to make sure he was Look, awake. I told you. <laughs> I will put them on when it is. You know, I was finding it actually kind so, of um, loud. So Emma, um, I, I'm really appreciative that you're here. I'm so yeah, glad. Thanks that, for having me. No, I'm really glad that we get to kind of spread the word about again surviving STL on all your social media platforms. We are on Facebook. We're not as active usually. We just share the Instagram to Facebook, but we are on Facebook as well. Is it mostly Instagram based or is there a website? Mostly Instagram based. We are building the website. You're building the mobile a website. launch will be coming up soon and then we'll have the actual And we'll web link that. Ready. We'll post that on our Instagram for the show too. We'll, re- we'll repost that on our story or whatever when that happens. But um, so stick around. Let's talk about some of the crazy uh, world we've been living in here. Jesus. Um. Wow. Really good so far. We're already 40 minutes in, darling. Damn, look at that. Woo, girl. Woo. Um, can I write that off that I, do- I donated? 40 minutes of my podcast to a nonprofit. I can write that off on my, I guess we'd have to be claiming some income. <laughs> Lion's choice. Oh, the lion's call choice. us, call the get. show. Joe, we should put the, the show phone number on the lower third here on my screen. That'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead and drop me that again. I think I got it in here somewhere. It's on, yeah, it's in the uh, doc. Um, so. Current events. Current events. Um, I was talking to my wife. The other day, so I'm, you know, I'm getting to the age where, um, we're the same age, right? right. We are getting to the age <laughs> where, uh, I start having ideas, not about necessarily, oh, what if I got a job here, or what if I traveled to this place and had this experience, but more so like, okay, what am I? What are my big long term plans? Like, what I should invest in something, right? Ugh. And I'm not a stock. I'm not the only one that's like, okay, so I feel like I need to start investing my money like an adult, but that's. I don't know where to start. Yeah, who's who's who told you to do that? I Nobody have some told ideas. Oh. I, I <laughs> so so Didn't you I'm, have a whole podcast on that. Yeah, so I'm thinking <laughs> like we gotta think big, right? And and so I was thinking like, oh yeah, but like we could buy a building or we could like blah blah blah. But like we could go bigger. We could go in with other people on bigger projects. Like rich people are all going to space. I don't want to go to space. No, how do we get them to not go to space? They cannot go to space because they're going to the take end all of the our money, world. right? So if they go to space, then we know that it's 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 like it's, over. it's like District Nine down here. It's over for us, yeah. God, that's gonna be hard. <laughs> it's gonna be real rough. It's already District Nine. I mean, how bad? How bad do you think? Me? How bad do you think that's gonna be? I mean, like Walking Dead. Yes. With the but gotta, I mean, if they're like, look, I I'm not. And I'm not give talking about zombies, but I'm talking <laughs> about the brutal survivalists. There's no power. Everything's dirty. Yeah, You're I mean, it'll be complete, on a roof. completely anarchy. Like, 
like if, if our planet starts dying and there are rich people on another planet, God, we talked about gonna, what we talk about gonna, Grimes. You're going to be in one of those fucking <sighs> biker gangs. No. <laughs> You're going to be in one of those fucking apocalypse. I don't need you to personally attack me like that in public platform. I just feel like I can. I, I have I, my plan for the end of the world and people who are close to me know it and I'm not disclosing it. But I, yeah, no. And I can grow a fucking garden. Like, I'll make sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it'll get eight. <laughs> um, so my thing is, I think we need to invest in something similar because I think, I don't think Elon can just. At around the age he is now, go to space and live out the rest of his days. I don't think we're there yet technology-wise. I think he's going to be a much older man if he gets to go by the time he goes. It's They're trying to hurry it up, though, because the world is on fire. We're going to talk about that. Well, yeah, and his wife's going to produce the first album on Mars. Right, right. Yeah, it's, and she's going to do a live birth Did she say that? from the space uh, station. Go look at her Spotify that bio. Is so it's tacky. in her Spotify I can't, bio. I can't. <laughs> that is so tacky. I can't with her. She's a mess. Um, but I get it. I also get it. We need people like that. We do need people like that to keep the rest of us together. Because if we can all agree that, that, that those people are like, come on then we all stay a little more normal, maybe. But here's the deal. So <clears throat> I think there's going to be this period of time where there's going to be people in investing in projects to figure out how to use our relationship with space to yeah. our advantage. So speaking of nonprofits, one of the things I was thinking about doing, I want to call it Operation Banana Boomerang. We send <laughs> rescued chimpanzees to space, <laughs> but this time we let them come back with the data. And so it's going to be Whoa. like this. We're going to get all this investment capital What's it? What's it called? Operation Banana Boomerang. That sounds like the male ver version of Hooters. But it's a but it's it's rescue. I'm just but I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> that's that the first one. thing it's, I think of when you say it's that. Foster chimpanzees, <laughs> and they get to go to space and come yeah, back. Yeah, that's not the image in my mind when you say that name. So, so Operation, wanna... and so maybe we pay for it with a a restaurant where men wear little <laughs> yellow speedos yeah. and serve chicken wings. <laughs> I you know I'd eat there every day for lunch. One hundred percent, yeah. Operation Banana Boomerang. It could be like the Rainforest Cafe, like a tropical menu. Yeah. Oh man. We could do like a mango chicken wing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do they have chickens in the jungle? I like that they had a fog machine in that place. That was awesome. What place? Rainforest Cafe. Oh, I don't think I've ever been. Oh God, it's. I think it's all gone now. I don't think they still yeah, do. Just the one in Chicago. But this is like Probably, this yeah, was probably. like um, Planet Hollywood days. Right. Where mm -hmm. shit was like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. Lots of knickknacks on the walls. Here? No. At the Rainforest Cafe. Well, yes, here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that the vibe That's you're just... going for down here? It's like yeah. Yeah. band this grunge is gonna be the Rainforest, Rainforest Cafe. Cafe. <laughs> we're we going to do a, a pop-up. We're going to do Operation <laughs> Banana Boomerang. Yes. And we're going to have three naked young men waiters in here. <laughs> yeah, like 20. Like 22. <laughs> 22. What state are we in? What? Definitely at least 22. They have to have college degrees, and they're doing this for the chimps. Yeah. We're raising money to send Community chimps to space. Service. Yeah, yeah. We're going to save the chimps and to give them a sense of purpose in their life. We're going to send them to space. We're going to let them push the buttons, and this time we're going to let them come back. And that's where the boomerang Did they really from. let them just go up there and just left them? They're they like, fucking let There's a chimp skeleton, unless it's been eaten by a star by now. There's a chimp skeleton in a little shuttle that's up there depressing. floating. Oh, yeah. He's up there just floating, dead as fuck. It's rude. I frozen solid, stiff. Space freaks me out. It's cold up there. It's I vacuous. Can't. I don't. I get really cool. Totally. So I would not go. You to know space. what I really want no. to tell you about space? You know what's crazy? Because know. it's vacuous. There's actually not like if I reach out to you and I touch you right now. You know what I mean? 
like there's air between us. My hand is moving through the air to touch you, right? If we're in space, the space is, I am the matter, right? So <laughs> there is no air that I'm moving through. It's that space is, is bending around me reaching out to you because we're in the vacuum of space. Uh-huh. So moving on, Cosby's out. <laughs> Cosby's out oh, of jail. Joe, look something up. Such a fun day. I that mean, so good. I, I didn't believe it. Out. I wanted to just. <clears throat> so here we go. Look, y'all are His lucky that women haven't burnt explained. shit down yet because it, it's worked. I'm, you know what? I've said this for years. There needs to be women. If women <sighs> could unify on some kind of front to call out this kind of nonsense. Um, I mean, I don't understand what we're doing, people. It was on a technicality, not because he's not guilty, not because he did not rape women. It was because, um, what was it? I don't remember specifically, but. The, mm, the, court's, to, uh, the court's decision seemed likely to end the, the Pennsylvania case. The legal experts said, and while more than 50 women across the nation have accused Mr. Cosby of sexual assault and misconduct. Can we call him Bill? Right. Fuck you. <laughs> statutes of limitations in their cases makes further prosecutions unlikely. Um, I need to see where they, uh, it was because I, uh, I'm profile powerful. because of our pre podcast activities. I'm it's slipping my brain, yeah. but statute of limitations. It wasn't statute of limitations. It was because like there was anonymous testimony. So they overturned the conviction because prosecutors violated Mr. Cosby's rights by reneging on an apparent promise not to charge him. The court majority ruled in 2005. Uh, Bruce Castor Jr., who was then the district attorney in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, outside Philadelphia, issued a news release saying that he had declined to charge Mr. Cosby over the matter. Mr. Cosby then sat for depositions in a separate lawsuit filed against him by uh, Miss Constant, I guess, who's a different person uh, from this article earlier, which he paid her for which he paid her three point three eight million dollars to settle in two thousand six. Blah blah blah. Um. And then a subsequent district attorney reversed that decision later. So this is the technicality you're talking about. Is that maybe he disclosed information or behaved in a certain way because he thought he had been promised some kind of an immunity that was then not held up by the... Somebody posted it on my post where I was big mad about it. Um, One second. <clears throat> I'm just looking. I'm it's just not that deep. It's it. not like I post on stuff all the time. No, right. Um, um, Cosby's attorneys had previously also argued that the testimony from five other women who accused Cosby of assaulting them in the 1980s tainted the trial and that those other accusers should not have been allowed to testify. Right, because they didn't, you know, God forbid you set up a pattern of abuse and like, hey, this isn't a one-off. I could see them uh, overruling that for these specific issues. I think the court system could adjust um, that uh, for for these specific issues. Like if you are are dealing with a sexual assault case, I think that, um, problem should be lift, lifted. Oh, that's so, kind of, I mean, and that's, that's, you know, that's something that we're that's something that passionate you're, about. With yeah. So an, for an sure. appeal, any chance of an appeal to that decision would have to go straight to the U S Supreme court. Yeah. Because it's, uh, to, they're, they're the ones that would have the authority to review the Pennsylvania justices, constitutional analysis. Yeah. So, so he's, not not guilty. Hey, you know, remember the good old days where people fucking shot people that they thought were evil? Like, when's the last time a bad person? That literally got never sh- fucking happens ever. Like, 
And especially with like with all this sh- with stuff with the guy that I outed, people are like, "Oh yeah, like I wish somebody would just like kill that dude, oh, or like yeah, I wish somebody would happen. beat him up." I'm like, "Then do it, like yeah. because none of you have." And it took a group of women speaking out against him, and so like, yeah, none thanks of you for are. nothing, right? Like, could have fought him this whole time. What the fuck? Like, what? No, idiots. No, but nobody ever. It's said here. It's the say. It's the hero complex. You know, everybody thinks that they're gonna stop the gunman or stop the bad guy from happening. And nine times Did out of ten, that's see, not what happened. Um, okay, so you remember the girl from? Um, mm-hmm. She's the she's like the ex stormtrooper girl in the Mandalorian. I uh, and she got fired for being like too conservative and tweeting something about Jews or something. Yeah, and then uh. So apparently she made some movie that that, that Ben Shapiro put out that uh, <laughs> that um like about like you know, I had an ex tell me that like, I would really like Ben Shapiro. It's uh, I don't know what that means. It's weird. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on that. But like this um so this movie the premise is this girl grew up being a competitive sharpshooter and so she goes on a killing spree, killing live streaming school shooters. Uh huh. It's all like it's some kind of pro gun thing. But that's well, the, I'm that's sure because all pro gun people that are like, it, like that guns are they're part of their personality, not right. just like a normal gun owner. Right. Um, they all think that they're going to stop a shooting from happening because they're probably been affected by gun violence in their life, and so they want to put themselves in the role and and pull out of their trauma and be the hero of a situation for someone it. else. And that's never what happens. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. That's very dangerous yep. to try to live, to try to recorrect some kind of trauma by reliving it some kind of new way yeah. with new bullets. Therapy works, guys. Yeah, just therapy a, is much just better. Just a PSA. A little therapy, therapy on that. <laughs> Put a praise on it. Um, the Olympics are fucked up. So apparently um, they're still going to happen. They were supposed to happen last year, but COVID... And yeah. they're going to happen in Tokyo, yeah. which I can't imagine the mess it's making there. It's already so densely populated. I feel so bad <sighs> for Tokyo. Uh, well, I'm sure they Tokyo have it restricted on the numbers of people that are going to be there. It's not just like full open like oh, it normally yeah. is. No, I'm sure it's going to be wacky. COVID's fuck. still real. We're still so, dealing with the pandemic. cannabis disqualification. Stupid. I don't have the name. Joe, the name oh, of the yeah. Olympian who yeah. got disqualified for testing uh, positive. Sherelle. What? Um, I believe her name is Sherelle. Of course, I'm going to ask Joe to pronounce a name that's not of his uh, (laughs) ethnic background. Let me look it up. I'm looking it up. Shikari Richardson. Oh, yeah. How do we feel (laughs) about, I mean, uh, let's, is it the, I feel like there's a lot of like racially. Oh, um, super. Targeted. Here's what I want to say. Not that cannabis is a racial issue. No. Because it's not. Um. But that there's some targeted like racial stuff specifically against like women of color yeah. with, with this Olympics. There's the thing about the hair caps yeah. for the swimming, the, the extended swim caps to fit over afro or large braids. Well, Michael Phelps got busted for weed. Yeah, but okay, yeah, so but remind me of the consequence. Did he? That's what I don't well, know. They, that they suspend you. She's not fully suspended. She's not like fully kicked out. She's just suspended, I believe, from. Some of the trials, that kind of thing. You had ice? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, and you know what? I understand like marijuana is not, one, it's not federally legal here, but it's not as accepted from a legal standpoint Can in other countries. Can you even get marijuana like, in Japan? I don't know. Cannabis. Who calls it marijuana? Me. <laughs> it's cannabis. <laughs> it's dope. <laughs> 
It's, yeah, grass. So she won't be able to. So her main event is the 100 meter dash. So she and won't so be able to do, she, to, to yeah, do that. Yeah, her ban ends two days after that. So she will be able to probably do anything after that, which will probably be. She, there's probably still a lot and of Joe, things she could do. Look this up. Did I hear that Russia, Russian athletes can't compete under a Russian flag because Russia is still being investigated for cheating? What? Joe's going to start Googling it. I heard that the Russian team can't perform under a Russian flag. Who did you hear that from? Did it's you hear like, it on TikTok? No, no, no. It's like on a podcast or something. Russia's like new a, team name flag agreed for the next two Olympics. Who am I using? Because they um, were accused of withholding test results for the drug screenings they do. Yeah, because yeah, they're they all They accused the country of running a state-backed doping program. Yeah. yeah that's badass. <laughs> So who accused them of that? The, the, the board of aldermen or something? Um, well, the, the Olympics Committee, the International Olympics Committee. Olympics Committee, that's yeah. what I meant. ROC. <laughs> there, no, sorry, Russia's name is going to be branded as ROC, not yeah, Russia. Yeah, so this is about how I felt. I, I don't give a fuck about the Olympics, and it doesn't seem like we do as a group. No. No, so let's move on. <laughs> well, no, I think we should talk more. I'm totally pro- can you uh, give me canceling can the you Olympics? Give me, um, can you give me sixty seconds of your opinion on the Olympics so I can pee? Yeah, Joe, take it away. I'm really pro canceling the Olympics. Just the whole practice of like, and America loves like measuring people's speed and measuring like people's you know um, abilities, mm -hmm. but just the whole the whole thing is just really. It's just really dumb. He's dated. Well, yeah, it's dated, and it's just like. But also, I mean, like I was an athlete in high school, and like. I probably could have gone. I definitely could have gone to Junior Olympics and probably could have gone to the Olympics, but it's like, who wants to watch Olympic racquetball? Like, yeah. nobody wants to watch right. that. Like, right. And there's some, but I mean, I get from an athlete standpoint, like, yeah, it's the top of your game. It's an honor, yada, yada, but that it's a waste thing. of money. Yeah, and, and, you know, more power to people that want to do it because I'm glad that people who want to do it are trying to do it. That's really cool. But I just think the whole thing is just really, I hate the idea that somebody can just train their whole life and just all these technicalities can happen. I just think that's so dumb. And well, I just yeah, think and especially in her case, because she smoked a joint in a legal state after she found out her mom died. Like, right. That's, well, and yeah. I mean, and even if her mom hadn't died and she smoked in a legal state, like, okay, it's legal. Shut up. I, I have a hard time imagining that it's uh, like racially stimulated i think the i think here's what is racially stimulated no, 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 the no, no, uh the ban of cannabis is what is racially 100 the fact stimulated. that there are all these white business owners opening up all these beautiful right. dispensaries with oh, these ipads right. and it's While so they're packed, still but then they're poc in jail for selling pot like yeah. what? Current, they're still in jail still yeah. to they're this still day. in the jail nixon in california right yeah where they now now buying weed is like going to starbucks oh my god at the Mama gas Kamala. station, yeah. And there's people in the same county as you in jail. Yep. Yeah. Maybe not the exact same. No, the I whole thing. I thought about thing. posting more about smoking because I have my med card and like just taking that stigma away too, but. Well, I know, but come on. Do you, you're a small business owner. Oh, my clients know that I smoke. No, but I don't I'm, go to work high, but my clients, they know. But no, like but I'm also just life. thinking like, a good thing. this thing, like. People are all about, like, I really want to combat the stigma, but to an extent that other people, I mean, you don't, you're, you don't want to die on that sword. Well, no. I think it's like, I just think that the act But I mean, of like, if you, you're like, if you're watching somebody's whatever video that they've posted on whatever social media and they're like smoking a cigarette, you're not like, well, I mean, most people are like, ew, now, which is good for the younger generation, don't smoke, bad habit. But 
uh, cigarettes, nicotine. Um, but like, you don't even think anything of it, really. I mean, yeah, you might have like a ew, that's gross. They smoke, but like, if you see somebody smoking pot, you're like, oh, they're well, smoking it's weed. Still, it's still so in movies and stuff. You know what I mean? What? No. What? Like, oh, what? just the <laughs> people movies. smoking cigarettes. Well, they. I mean, they did. It has to be like rated R if they're smoking cigarettes in the movie now. Like oh, they're like, like weird. T- yeah, like a show. Um, like you want to talk about a psychotic be... puritanical organization? Did you see that? Um, documentary about uh, those. Pe- There's like nine people that decide on those ratings for movies. And, I watched um, that documentary. That's what? a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who made that? That's a. It's but it's called NC17 or something. Mm. Yeah, or yeah. or no, this movie is not yet rated. That's yeah, what it's called. It's not yet rated. It was on Netflix. It's all yeah. white women. They like you watch these people in these screen rooms. It's all white women and like Pearl a couple Clutching. of dudes. It's so funny. It's like you're watching. You're like wow. And they it's, it they break like a, down. It looks like a school board meeting or something. <laughs> the one the one phrase that I always that that was burned in my mind from that movie is. Uh, there's something about the female experience that just has to be uh, censored. And I thought that was really, really great, just that statement. Well, Who said that? Um, it's in the movie. It's what they... It's the female director. I think she was directing that movie um, <clears throat> that Jessica Chastain, she plays a man. She plays a, a trans man. Um, and uh, it's a great movie. Let me look it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but yeah, so this is an older documentary, but it's totally about this issue of censorship that we're all kind of arguing about again now. And the, um, and just, it's just so funny that, like, that, you know, you can, maybe it's good that a movie's rated R if you're, they're smoking cigarettes, because I don't want kids to smoke cigarettes. I certainly Yeah, I mean, like, pfft, watching Peaky Blinders on Netflix, uh, it's rough. But, like, if you're trying to quit smoking, do not watch Peaky Blinders, because they're just constantly smoking cigarettes. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, like, but it, smoking pot in in major cinema is still typecast into that like stoner pothead movie. Like, it's so weird. It's because yeah. we're so over the shark already. Yeah. Um. About the. Uh, we joked that as soon as cannabis started becoming legal, that they were going to hobby lobby it, and it's going to be like you're going to buy like a wooden sign for your guest bathroom that says 420. I do, I, it. I do have a print in my house. That's so that really is. I absolutely. And do. so it's already becoming like that, and every everyone all the it's time. Be the new live laugh love of the pothead women. And if I get one more thing, but you know, I do like the edibles. You know, yeah, from yeah. the old people that are like, oh, I don't, I don't smoke it. Edibles smoke. are the worst. But I yeah, can't, continue. You know, but if you had any of them edibles. <laughs> I hate that word now, edible. It's like how I felt about the word economy 12 years ago. It's like how I feel about the word edible now. It's like, stop. <laughs> or like they used to say relatable all the time. I'm like, that's there's so many better words. Or now, you know what people are saying now that's fucked up? Comfortability. Who? Who says that? Peep, I'm hearing that? it all the time. Peep, these, I can't really talk about it. It's an annoying. <laughs> I'm in a lawsuit against okay. everyone that I have ever previously. Anyone that I've ever previously worked with, I have a class action lawsuit against every single one of them. <laughs> and so I can't talk about it. But there's people that instead of saying comfort or comfortable, they want to refer back to the noun comfort, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Something that you have or feel, yeah. a feeling. And so they say comfortability. Hmm. Like, and are you talking like like a car has comfortability? They're or it's just saying that you know, um, or there's like are a, they air, want or there's you a to, level of I want you to have the comfortability with, to yeah. or oh. things. That I'm saying it's whack. That's weird. Is that like it's a real word? No, no. You would just say comfort. You're making if comfortable was a 
was a word by itself, yeah. you would need comfortability. But we already have comfort. Comfortable comes from comfort, uh-huh, uh-huh. which is the word by itself. That's what comfortability means. Gotcha. And like relatable is the same thing. It's just like, can you be more specific? That's just, there's so many other, the word relatable is so lazy. Mm-hmm. So thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I feel um, so much smarter now. Um. Did you, so speaking of which, the earth is on fire. Did you hear about this? Of course I did. Um, there were like four or five of them, weren't there? Not from the same. So the Arctic heat, uh, there were ground temperatures last week of up to 118 degrees. Oh, I thought you were talking about the ocean being on fire. And then, well, oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's recent. How'd you forget about that? Because <laughs> well, it's more recent than my notes. And um, and so, yeah, last week there were... um. Uh, ground temperatures in the Arctic of up to 118 degrees, which is wow. way too hot. Yeah, for up there where we keep the what ice. What are we gonna do if those that those diseases come out of that melted ice that we just have no cure for? Uh, I haven't even gotten to worry about that yet. But oh, maybe well, that's how we'll add zombies. Up. Maybe we'll add zombies. Maybe that's the global- how the zombies come around. Yeah. So we'll already be in an apocalypse situation Great. where we have to fight people for canned food. Uh-huh. Um, and then. And then the ice caps will melt, and the zombies will come down yeah. from the ice. Where it'll be the like aliens? A, it'll, and the aliens come will come in, in and watch because that's the new thing is that they don't think the but aliens. But what if they're here want. in the ocean? You know, how do they feel about the ocean being on fire? Maybe they set. The and fire. so now, since I've already planned to talk about the Arctic heat and just how it's so hot, <laughs> it was like 110 degrees in Portland the other day. Mm-hmm. And my great uncle lives over there, and in, in, really? in um, like Oregon, he lives in um, Sisters, Oregon. I have an old neighbor that lives in. I shouldn't Eugene. say shit like that because he could be living <laughs> there because of witness protection or some shit. I don't. I wouldn't know. But he, um, he lives up there, I think, and uh, it was like 110 fucking degrees. Didn't they have to shut down like businesses? Yeah, people's trash cans were melting in Las <laughs> Vegas and shit. Like their metal, their big hard plastic trash cans that they put on the, the curb were melting. What do we do? How do we stop that? Okay, now that's the thing. So um, that's the big what if, huh? Right. And so I was talking to a buddy at brunch the other day <laughs> that. Um, Where'd you go to brunch? That ozone, Clover and the Bee. Okay. If you follow me on Instagram, woo. <laughs> um, the motherfucker, um, we were talking about the ozone mm-hmm. and how like there used to be a hole in the ozone and it's closing up, but that's actually exacerbating the greenhouse gas effect. Because the greenhound gases could go out of that hole. So, um, so I'm stressed out about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, since we did a last podcast, uh, we haven't um, talked about this. I have Brittany's full testimony here. <sighs> did you listen to the whole thing? I couldn't listen to it. I got too I upset. I think I listened to the whole thing. I'm so annoyed that they took the documentary This is Britney Spears? Yes. Yeah. Hashtag free Britney. I didn't, I'm really upset I didn't get to watch the original Hulu documentary that kind of sparked all the newfound free Britney movement people to come in. I never watch unauthorized documentaries because I always feel bad for the people that are there about. You didn't watch it either? No. Who did? Somebody in our group chat But I I saved the full testimony because like, uh, and I had this impulse to do an emergency podcast to respond to it, but I didn't feel prepared enough to handle the case. But my hero, Johnny McGovern, actually did that because he felt prepared enough to talk about it, I Mm -hmm, guess. mm -hmm. And he wanted to document it because he felt like they were going to take the testimony down. But she was so angry, and I didn't anticipate her being so Southern. I don't think she was angry. I think that we hear um, the version 
I mean, we hear the version of Britney Spears, the pop star, when she talks. I did not think she, she was unreasonably angry. But light it just, and airy and like, yeah. oh, nothing's wrong. Look at me do yeah. weird twirls in my tiny clothes that yeah. I've worn for the past 15 years. And they years. make her do that voice. Yeah, too. but then she's talking and she's talking from the heart. And she's talking with passion. Yeah. And yeah, of course she's going to get a little Southern. She's from Louisiana. I didn't realize that. Thick country accent. I Because they sold her to Disney so young, mm-hmm. I thought they would have worked that out of her by now. No, that she's never goes been away. Back, she's been back home. That never goes away. Yeah, and she lives there with her with Sam, her or near Sam. Sam lives there. Her boyfriend is that his name? Who? Her boy. She's a boyfriend. I think she they live together. With. Do they live together? I don't know. Um, because that's the thing. So there's so many details that were just crazy, and I think the whole world's opinion is K. That... Fed put a statement out through his lawyer. Finally, what? Do you yeah, have just that? in support of her? Uh, I couldn't find it. Joe, can you look up Kevin Federline's statement on Britney's testimony? Thank you, Joe. Um, that's Joe's job. Let Joe do it. Okay, I'm looking. Um, so how Tim many said kids... that he stands me? I love you, Tim. How many kids? My favorite. <laughs> Tim, you're my one of my favorite friends of Jake's that I've ever met in my entire life. Um, yeah, all my friends are um are having this problem where they all are starting to like each other, and then <laughs> but now it's like, oh, now the world is opening back up. We have to start doing things again. <laughs> and um, so how many kids do they have together? Two. They have two boys. Apparently, two... the oldest one made some ignorant comment on an Instagram post that I'm sure has been deleted since. But recently, yeah. Oh, because I've seen his um, Instagram stuff before. It was like a response to a comment, and it was kind of insensitive. But it's also like, okay, give the kid a break because he's literally a kid. Yeah, and like he's... should not be exposed to all this these things that his mom's going through. Yeah, he's the real victim here. Yeah, basically, Kevin, Kevin said that like he's Better in support line. of her, and like he wants her to be happy and healthy and successful. Well, that's nice of him. Because nobody expects that out of that bag of shit. No. Um, the best thing would be for their mom to be healthy and happy. Yep. Um, and if either of those things aren't true, it doesn't provide for the best setting for custody to be exercised. Certain, uh, Kaplan continued, he certainly expects Brittany and, hope, and only hopes the best for her because when the best for her is achieved, it's the best for their kids. Jesus. The kids love their mother, and he wants there to be a healthy and strong relationship. He actually has so a restraining written... order against Britney's father. Oh, Kevin does. K-Fed does? Yeah. yeah, that guy's a piece of shit. No, like, he, he had says, to put it against uh, Jamie because... No, I'm saying Jamie's yeah, a piece yeah, yeah, yeah. of shit. Sorry, he I continues. Meant, let me be clear. Jamie Spears is a piece of shit. That's Garbage. What should, that's what we should call the he episode. He continues. He says, Britney... Brother on site, honey. Like, I... I would be afraid to leave my house if I was him. Because that was my immediate reaction to the testimony, truly, was like, if I you know, I could smack that old piece of shit in the mouth. I mean, it's expected, but um, I the sister is really the problem. It really? Is. Now, so fill me in about why is the sister a problem? Because she's all like, oh, I support my sister, and I love her, and she's so amazing. But she has done nothing but benefit from the conservatorship. I didn't know that. Yeah, she and the brother, too. You Brittany's mean Zoe brother. 101? Yeah. I mean, she's and on she the apparently because she's on the team, knife on right? Someone. Like she doesn't still have Disney money. Like she's no. We've also talked about the her her baby daddy and the real truth on that too. On Jamie Lynn's baby daddy. Yeah. Oh, I don't even have that. That was the whole Dan Schneider thing. Oh right. Yeah. He continues. Brittany has not been served well by the conservatorship, and it's not consistent with what she wants. I think that she should be able to challenge. Okay, so. Kaplan also shares that he feels Spears should be able to request to terminate the conservatorship that was first established following the 2008 hospitalization, stating, I think that she should be able to challenge that, and if, she, and if it's what's best for her, Kevin's, uh, Kevin supports it. 
Is that around the same time that she shaved her head and attacked him with the umbrella? I think that was 2008. Is that shave head? That's what I mean. Was that that Did you see the pictures of her extensions? No wonder she shaved her head. Like, I would have too. First of all, I hate taping extensions. I hate them. Oh, yeah. There's something, ugh. but I mean, they were. It was rough. But, we should uh, do what a hair segment. We should do a hair segment for the podcast in the future. I just, I just had the idea. Write get this down. real nerdy on that. No, but I'm saying we'll prep some stuff. We'll yeah. prep, like we'll do it for next time. There's an event where people have hair. Basically, like I'm teaching a class, but or we could do that too. But I was just thinking, like, just <laughs> reacting to hair situations. So oh. we, if we could get like bad hair TikToks and then re- and then talk, that'd be fun. Yeah, I love that that's such a highlight of her life that everybody, all like the middle-aged women around the world were like, why is she can't? That's so crazy. Like, and it's like, but if you really think about it, not only do people do it a lot now, but it's just like, that is the height of like, she can't do that. That's like, if a man who's like a bodybuilder just started, I'm going to get skinnier, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to lose some of this weight and I'm going to lose some muscle with it. You mean she can't shave her head? (laughs) Yeah, I just think that's so funny. It's, it's like so, it's it's so dumb. People's opinions of uh, yeah. how other people should wear their hair is a big problem. Mm-hmm. I think that's so funny with women, is specifically. Oh, of course, yeah. Great. So we crushed that. <laughs> um, put this in the conspiracy folder. Uh, McAfee apparently oh, hung himself in jail and. Oh Spain. wait, Tim Kohler has some commentary. Who? Oh. Kohler. Um, Kohler. Uh, I'm I not stand. getting him on my multi-screen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I. St- um, hashtag free Britney knee kid neck kid. I don't know. Kevin has yep. a restraining yep. order on Britney's dad. Tim is correct. And on then that. allegedly Britney's kids are not allowed to be around Britney's dad because of all because of the restraining order. Mm-hmm. Great point. We are interacting live with the audience because we are live. Streaming. I just wanted I think to it give was him like a uh, situation like physical violence or something like that. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Tim. On the tip, I told you guys he's the best. Yeah, this is what I mean. You know, we're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. McAfee hung himself in jail in Spain. McAfee, that guy. After apparently, didn't he tweet that he wasn't going to hang himself in yes. jail? Yes, he did. So that's so allegedly. So that's not great. Why do we think they? Why do you think Hillary Clinton murdered him? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't do I have so to Google this myself too? Like, uh, no, no. Well, I can tell you, McAfee is a security. People. He's got papers to expose who on what. Engineer. Some of the blackmail shit. I don't know. Yeah, some like he's rich white their, people. He's did, gonna just... He was hoarding their emails the whole time. Yeah, is he the email guy? He really. So. It is suspicious because yeah. Cause so he's like a software engineer designed a really successful so- software security company called McAfee, and like he, uh, yeah, that is really suspicious. But he was in what was it? Brazil, Barcelona. Barcelona. He was in prison, Barcelona. Yeah, so he definitely was murdered. If it was, you know. That's really, it's suspicious when it's an out of country, out of the country prison. I'm suspicious of all out of the country prisons. He was supposed prisons. to be extradited to the United States. They were yeah. getting ready to bring was, him here for, except for a Sweden. waiting trial. But didn't he just tweet like six months ago that, hey, I'm having a good time here. And if I hang myself. Yeah, the food's good. Yeah, the food's good. I have friends. If, if I hang myself like Epstein, it wasn't me. Yeah. Right? And then. That was so smart. But why would he? I mean, like, I don't want to take away, and you know, like, God forbid, this actually was a big thing. But like, what if he was just trolling the fuck out of people? I'm just like, I'm gonna start some shit before I die. Like, that's kind of that'd be like the ultimate troll. God, that would be so. <laughs> I'm, I might yeah. do that. <laughs> because okay, so what was he being charged with? Yeah. Okay. So, right on the mic there. He, he ran for U.S. president uh, as a libertarian. Um, and launched a new security product that he called a fucking game changer. It's a weird name for a company. 
Um, better than banana hammock. His death or came after a, ban- 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 Operation Banana Boomerang, where we <laughs> we have naked waiters yeah, yeah. sell chicken Sending wings, Sending chips to yeah. space, so um. that we can rescue chimps from people that don't deserve them, like Joe Exotic, and we put them in a rocket, and then we let them come back. <laughs> data. Okay, so a statement from the uh, Catalonia Regional Government Justice Department which manages prisons there, said that the prison medical personnel and guards attempted to perform a life-saving pro- uh, life-saving procedures after finding McAfee, but were unsuccessful. The statement said everything indicates that McAfee could have died by suicide. Could have himself? died? Seriously? How'd this is CNN. Could have died by suicide? Everything indicates that they might have died by suicide is basically what they're saying. Well, I mean, was opinion. his neck snapped or like uh, hang himself? Well, Did he I thought he hung wrist? himself. Yeah, I think he hung himself. No, he hung himself. That's why it's so crazy. Mm, yeah. Um, his death came after a ruling from three ju- from a three judge panel in Spain's national court in Madrid this this week that McAfee could be extradited to the United States to face charges there. Yep. The decision could still have been appealed to a larger panel of judges at the same court, according to the court documents. McAfee had a cellmate at the prison, but the person was not in the cell around the time that McAfee was found dead. Uh, dead found dead. He found um, his dad. <laughs> a prison official who asked not to be named told CNN. The official added that the other person was not was out doing other normal activities at the prison. Uh, asked if authorities had imposed a special monitoring measures on McAfee in his cell. The official said, I'm not aware of that. That's cool. Yeah, man, he's... Uh, this is suspicious, but I, I'm still trying to look for why he went to jail was there ever a legitimate link to that conspiracy theory that the building that collapsed in florida contained documents that were related to mcafee i thought it was a housing place it was a housing project yeah allegedly he had a, a apartment there but so i'm saying the conspiracy i'm saying have there been any links to it mm. okay he was put in jail for fi- uh failing to file tax returns Tax uh, returns from 2014. He's not hanging himself over tax returns. No. Yeah, from 2014 no. to 2018 in Tennessee and concealing assets, including a yacht. He better not be concealing a yacht. I don't know. Um, you don't hang yourself over tax returns. No. Why is he in prison in another country? Because he was uh, evading taxes abroad, and they <sighs> said, uh-uh, Jesus. Oh, my God. You can't go to a country with good hospitals and expect not to get sent back home for, to go into jail. That's you true. can't do it. That's, That's true. You want to go somewhere with a shitty hospital, you can go there and be free and be like, look, I'm in Tahiti. But you want to go to Spain where you can yeah, get like, I think, good shit? Then, I think then he was. Guess what, bitch? Clink, clink. I think Where's he was my just, tax money? <laughs> I think he was just crazy. And he was probably like a like super neoliberal like atheist. <laughs> Shut up. New, neoliberal like atheist and probably was just like tired of living like just like Bourdain like I think people just get tired of living okay well that's that's like why aren't you why are you just drinking the Kool-Aid LaCroix what are you doing hey can you get me one of those by the way yeah um so I don't buy that for a minute I'm also really upset about the Anthony Bourdain connection with the whole um like his girlfriend like porked that minor yeah and he spent all that money yeah you know what I mean? That was sus- that was suspicious. I don't genuinely. I mean, I feel like a and lot not of his that close he friends were like he would not have done that. And not that he didn't necessarily take his own life. I'm not necessarily. It's not. I'm not equating the two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's some kind of shady situation that I'm sure he didn't feel great about. Yeah, for sure. And so there, we solved that one. Um, hey, why the fuck does John Cena speak Mandarin? Mm-hmm. Does he actually? Yeah, 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 yeah. But here, here, 
But I'm gonna play this for you, Joe. You you gotta put your headphones on. I hope it plays. Nihao Zhongguo, this is Zhao Xina. I have to say that now, uh, in speed and speed, I do a lot of traveling, a lot, a lot, a lot. So in one traveling, I have in one of the interviews, I made a mistake. Everyone can ask me if I can use Chinese to explain it. So he was promoting Fast and Furious 9. The F9 crew has given me a lot of information. This is John Cena speaking Mandarin. So he has a lot of information. I made a mistake. I have to say this right now. Very, 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 very important to me. I love and respect China and the Chinese people. No, I think he does. I think I heard that he does. I really love and respect China and the China people. Oh, he is fluent. In Mandarin. I think that was part of um, Vince McMahon made him do that. Yeah, and, and during his time in WWE, so it's creepy as fuck. It's creepy as fuck to watch John Cena speak to you in Mandarin, POV style like that. Yeah. Also, apparently, um, uh, like the NBA thing where they all have to be really touchy about China because of the money they, they make off of that market, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, apparently it has something to do with that. So he called Taiwan a country in an interview where he was promoting Fast and the Furious 9, where uh -huh. apparently he's Vin Diesel's long unmentioned brother, yeah, yeah. and then Ludacris and Tyrese go to space. <laughs> so I hate to spoil any of that for you, but that's just what I've gathered. I think they're finally going to get an award for it. Yeah, I've just gathered that. Not a Teen that. Choice Award either. Yeah, now that all the Golden good Globes. filmmakers are either in prison or hanging themselves in their closets, <laughs> yeah, Fast Nine's going to get an Oscar, and then The Rock is going to be president, and I'm going to get eaten alive by my own grandchildren. Yep. Yep. That's, the, that's, that's where we're going. <laughs> so why the fuck does John Cena speak Mandarin? Didn't you see that South Park episode where it. they were talking about how all all the you know Marvel all these people are just totally shilling to China all the time? Like it's just like oh the basketball teams and they were on the plane. Do you remember? And he's on the plane with like all the superheroes and LeBron James and everybody. Yeah, it's like really funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let's people do that. that. So let's go to let's go to internet podcast radio and talk about a TV show. I'm just saying it's uh, the reason it was so this week on not another below deck podcast. <laughs> um, so John Cena speaks Mandarin fluently. Uh, fluently. Uh, hey, did you hear this? This is a weird story. California to pay off all past due rent accrued during COVID, giving renters clean slate. Mm -hmm, I sure did. California is paying off residents past due rent that was accrued during the COVID-19 pandemic, giving renters a clean slate. Gavin Newsom announced recently. The state's $5.2 billion in funds from congressionally approved aid packages is enough to pay off overdue rent, according to Newsom Senior Counselor on Housing and Homelessness, Jason Elliott. The Associated Press reporter, however, just $32 million of $490 million in requests for rental assistance have been covered so far, according to a California Department Housing and Community Development report. Okay, great. So... So okay, so I was expecting more opposition in the article to the idea, but it looks like it already passed. Yeah, they're already doing it's, it. It's eighty twenty, right? 
that, did it say it in that article? Yeah, that's, oh, what, that's it, what I thought. I thought that's I what it looked that, like. You were mumbling, and I was zoning out. Sorry. Yeah, I was trying to read. <laughs> I'm like one. Of, I, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. So they are. So and and your landlord, I believe the landlords have to apply for that. Now I think that some landlords can opt out because they're assholes, right. but. Um, yeah, I know my partner's based out of Sacramento, so I'm pretty familiar with the goings on in California right now. Seth Rogen is a, is a landowner in California that rents to people. Isn't he Canadian? I hate that guy. Why do you, how do you hate Seth Rogen? Well, I don't know. He just, cultural appropriation, hangs out with James of Franco what? all the time. True, hanging out with James Franco is a big Big That's no-no. a no-no. That's you can't a no-no. be hanging out with James Franco. And he's no. making movies about white boys smoking weed while, you know, all the people in jail, just like That's we were saying. That's true. You know what, Joe? Circle. That it's is true. laughing in the face of all the people in jail. Great. Thank you for bringing me back to that. The injustice. I don't think he really does that anymore, though. Does he? What does he do now? Who? Seth Rogen. Um, he made Conan smoke weed, and everyone acted like they like killed somebody on TV or something. It was so weird. He made him It's like it. making your grandma say he, like, curse held word. held down and, like, Put a funnel in his mouth and just blew So let's smoke go long it. form. Guys, we're in an hour 20 in. Hour Isn't that amazing? 20. That's a really good episode. But so let's go long form here and let, we'll end on one of our more open ended kind of uh, topics. I have this article here from uh, Economist. Can too many brainy people be a dangerous thing? Some academics argue that unhappy elites lead to political instability. This Isn't that article, what's already happening right now? Well, so, so the article is claiming that uh, we have too many college-educated young professionals and not enough, um, what do we call them, Joe? Um, what do you, bumpkins? No, we have, um, <laughs> come on. What? Like somebody on your old Facebook called uh, them worker bees. Neurodivergent, rats, um, riffraff, <laughs> yeah, that's, we're talking new about neighbors. Riffraff. No, the opposite. We don't, we don't have enough. Uh, we have too much. We have too many smart people. You need the dum dums to come in. Right. We have too many overeducated, overqualified people. People who just doc- did what the system told them to do and now it's failing them. Right. Because it's an people with that. Yeah. People with doctorates and education. So the article is surmising that uh, because for the past 30 years we've told everybody they have to go to college and then we federally subsidized college loan debt so that, um, people that couldn't even afford necessarily the loans could then get loans to go to college, right? This whole thing that we, you know, so many of us our age, especially, you know, we're kind of programmed to go do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so now we have m- way more like entry level, educated, certificated professionals than we do like positions for them. Right. right. And then uh, me and Joe were talking about this the other day. There's just always been this huge stigma against like blue collar jobs, like, plumbers or electricians i love a blue collared worker i i feel like that's known i feel like people in my life just know that I've, but like, i knew that about you yeah <laughs> without having to say anything um but that's not even what i'm talking about but i mean like uh those guys make really good money yeah um it's totally Tradesman. it's totally a different mm-hmm. experience than going to a four-year traditional you know abstract college experience yep. especially now with all the virtual things um and like uh, I don't understand why there's still a stigma like that. That's a worse job or something because it's actually it's the a better movies. Job. It's the movies and like f- social media. Like consumption is such a big deal on social media, and, and this is all my opinion. But like you know, on social media, you have everybody you know paying to take pictures on private airlines, but they don't actually fly anywhere. Like stuff like that. So like mm-hmm. we just like just everything flex for the gram. Yeah, everything is flex for the gram. And so if you like, and 
people just search for that and they search for that in their partners and stuff and well, they I think search people for money. still don't consider trade schools to be college. Like I know that that was the thing when I wanted to go to start off in cosmetology school straight out of high school, my parents were like, no, you need to go get a real degree. And like, now they know that's offensive and now they understand why, because like when I started cosmetology school, I was a straight A student, graduated with honors, all of that. Like, cause I was doing something I wanted to do, but a trade school degree is just as valid as any other degree. And I think that's part of the stigma around that as well. Well, that's sort of the problem. And it's too. an elitist thing. It's a hierarchy. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. you fix you build phone poles for a living like oh okay like what do you do like you're an accountant cool but those guys make tons of money i know i dated one yeah and a pipe fitter god i love oh, union pipe men fitter. i love union men you i can't handle I mean? it where they, where they can lay it on you and then you know they got that health insurance so if you get pregnant oh it's my not god a big deal yeah that's when it's good i'm saying that's what <laughs> i <is>. know <laughs> you know what i mean r.i.p smitty you know what i'm saying oh that hurts my soul jesus <laughs> It hurts my soul, Jesus. Yeah. Um. I know an old, old, retired pipe fitter. Pipe fitter? Pipe insulator. He just insulated the pipes. He didn't just get them in there? No, no, no. He just wrapped them to keep them hot. I think, I think we could also... I think engineers could also... Because they pack so much into the engineering degree. Mm-hmm. I think they could also do a pretty good job at teaching people a trade. I think we also, these well-rounded degree programs at liberal arts schools is such bullshit. These kids are paying so much to like learn like garbage to like, they could make them like learn trades at the same time as they're getting their degree. Cause with the amount of education that they pack into those stupid liberal arts programs, they could be teaching them like, well, you're also going to lay tile. Like you're going to lay tile and you're going to study history. And like they could totally well, do that. Nobody's gonna so lay easily. That tile. We're not taking out all these loans to then go fucking lay tile, Jesus. <laughs> well, you graduate <laughs> with two so things. You no, but no, you graduate with an expertise. So that's a weird. So the tile's a weird example. But what you're saying is a good point. That you're saying that um that we should be giving them more applied field training. And that's the thing is that we could not get enough of when I was going to school to be a teacher because. That's the only time you really learned anything was when you got to be around real kids and see when things would happen that were real. That's yeah. just so hard to place. And so it's easier to rack up all these credit hour bills um, with these classes where you're going to you know, hire retired professionals to come in and teach part-time and go through talking points in the first four chapters of a textbook that's $200. I just, yeah, I just think we have so Which many. Is, that's a terrible system. It's a, yeah. But that's what you're saying is that's not an effective way to yeah. learn. We should, yeah, every kind of field of study should require some yeah. uh, applied learning. And it mm-hmm. shouldn't just be yeah. the last semester of you doing that field of study. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Right. Well, we should be able to merge programs that Rankin has with programs in like, you know, because I think we really aren't actually strict enough about what well-rounded means. Like we want people to study poetry and it's like, that's not well-rounded in my opinion. Well-rounded is when you can work on a car, like when you're stuck and you can work on a car and, and also... I want you, you to know, read poetry while you're working on my car. That's what's... I cannot believe... There's some class that I'm like, why did I fucking... I don't know. I shouldn't have to fucking no, pay because for that's, that. I can tell Bullshit. you, that's totally... That experience was catered to people like me that were so desperate to avoid physical labor that we assumed tens of thousands of dollars in debt. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those programs are not for people like you that want to have... 
hands-on experience and doing something that's uh, concretely valuable, we were trying to avoid all those things. It was a bad idea. <laughs> that's interesting. It was really, it was like rich queer summer camp. It was, it was <laughs> that's where you do all your self-parenting like and you learn about like how to talk to other adults out in the world and that you didn't immediately, that you haven't known since kindergarten or something. Like it's, um, so much of it is a, a privileged adult, growing experience yeah and it's um it's like a it's like a place where okay if you can afford this time to ride out your youth and kind of learn some etiquette so that you can earn your seat at the table then you can just kind of do that there's a path laid out for you right and then yeah. but now um then universities kind of expanded because that that federal loan money was guaranteed so that they can um cash in on cheaper. that and so now they're i mean it's it's a huge complex it's a huge issue it's che- it's also cheaper to teach from a book than actually have to have a warehouse to like practice it's all this stuff to in. teach her it was that it's not it's not teach though it's keep keep it's cheaper to keep her oh yeah from by the blues brothers that's a great song you were saying yeah no that's what i'm saying it's cheaper to get a retired catholic school teacher that's exactly right to come to teach te- these 20 yeah. year old kids that think they want to teach public school mm-hmm. and to talk them through the first few chapters in a $200 textbook, pay them $1,500 a course per term or whatever. Yeah. And then get them out of here. They don't need any benefits because they're fucking retired and they're using this cash to pay for their own health insurance and fuck them. That's what we were talking about. How it's That's just, the it's all a paycheck. It's all a paycheck for the academic, the teachers and not, it's not about, but students. even the administration <laughs> of the, of the thing. And that's, what's really Sorry. inflated is, is college administration costs. Like the, the president at the university I went to while I was going there made like $1.2 million a year. I'm like, how do you, how this was a college that was founded for nuns. Why are you, why are you paying this literal cartoon character $1.2 million a year? And she's a fine lady. I got to sit next to her once. There's a picture. If you go to like graduate admissions on their website, I think there's still a picture of me and her and I'm looking like she's talking and I'm looking like, yeah, girl. I love that 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 picture is probably like her version of like the Pope meeting Jay Z or something. Like you're like, oh, yeah, I hung out with a long haired kid. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. We have we have non traditional students. Just... They thought I was 35. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's probably yeah because I was an undergrad, but it's on the graduate admissions page. It's like that motherfucker's at least 30. <laughs> right. Um. So we solved that, guys. Okay. So we solved all sorts of things. My God. I'm gonna let you guys go. Stick with me while I wrap this up. Who has the right to the Holy Land? Who, Emma? So let's get your take what? on this. What's Emma? Really? Who do you feel? What side are you with the Israel-Palestine thing right now? And what's the truth? What is the truth? Who really needs I feel to be like there? This is a trap. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't have all of the information, but I, I, I do believe that my political alignment would be to be free Palestine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see. I'm starting, but you know what? You're, I mean, it's, it's, it's. But what about the reasons why they shouldn't? What? Oh, no, he's just, he's oh, just I'm not, not informed enough. <laughs> Alrighty. Guys, that's another episode of Jacob V. Weekly High Five. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google, whatever. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. We have an Instagram page for the show at Jacob V. Weekly where we post exclusive content and now clips and highlights from previous episodes. The show is doing about one highlight every six months, so stay tuned for those. You can 